Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to D Black Church. This is the 1823rd episode on Purpose Kingdom. And I am your girl, Adrian Misunderstandings Allen, better known as Misunderstood Adrian. And as always, I take great pleasure in welcoming you to D Black Church, the place for the whosoever wills. And I say whosoever wills because I've realized that you don't have to be a particular type of person to understand what's going on. You just need to be a person that understands. And if you are a person that understands, you consider yourself to be a whosoever will. Now, the number to call in is 319-527-6091. If you'd like to join in, you can press 1. It'll signal the board. You'll hear the beep and then it'll be your turn to speak. But for those of you who are listening via online somewhere or through social media, if you could share your post and invite someone to come on in and listen, that is almost the same as you pushing the button and coming in and adding into the conversation. Why do I say that? Because some days it's good to hear another voice. Other days, it's good to just hear something and then let it actually, you know, stay with you for a little bit. Let it let it ride in your car with you for the next couple of days. Let you see what traffic looks like after you've heard this show. You know, a point of being the whosoever will is that when we meet next Thursday, we are the guy guy goons. So the whosoever wills are the people that are out here actually fighting for what is right in God's kingdom. You know, so it doesn't per se say that one group is better than the other or one particular people are better or stronger, but it does say that together we can do like immense, like everything. So what I'd like to do tonight is give you an idea a proposal, an initiative, however you want to call, whatever you need to call it tonight, but it's called Stronger Together, the concept that can mend our broken world. Again, the number to call in is 319-527-6091, and you can press 1 to join in. Now, if this is your first time on Purpose Kingdom Network, Let me first just start off by telling you that we have two full weeks of programming. So if tonight is not the night and you don't believe that you are part of the block and you don't want to be a part of the block, that's one thing. But don't leave Purpose Kingdom Network out of your world because full weeks of programming, there is something for everyone in here. If you would like to join into our archives because we have 1,822 of them, to be exact, you would go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And then you can actually go in and just, you can search and you can take it day by day or you can actually scroll all the way down and go and say you want to go page by page. And, you know, before you know it, you might be a year ago. So when I tell you that we've been doing this thing for about 
we're going into our seventh year, very strong, coming up very shortly. Matter of fact, it's going to be sometime in May, I believe. And uh, when you have done something for so long, you know, a lot of times people fall off. A lot of times people get discouraged. A lot of times people, now it's one thing to take a break because everybody deserves a break. But it's when you fall off and everything, then we we always have a way of finding the connection that we need to get back to the source, which is God, the source of our energy and our strength, which is God. So for tonight, what I'd like to do is bring it to you here. And like I said, I encourage you, if you'd like to join in, you can press one and I you can come on in. But Stronger Together, a new concept that can mend our broken world. First and foremost, words have the power to create new narratives and challenge old ones. When we use language to describe the world around us, we are not simply reflecting reality, we are shaping it. By choosing which words to use and how not to use them, we can either reinforce the status quo or challenge it. When marginalized communities reclaim words that have been used to oppress them, such as queer and nigger, then they are not only rejecting the labels imposed on them, but they're also asserting their own identities to their stories. Words have the ability to evoke emotion and encourage empathy. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, what I want to do is introduce you to the new initiative, Stronger Together a new concept that can mend the broken world. Today, we're faced with challenges that threaten the very fabric of our society, from climate change, to poverty, to discrimination, to inequality, to police brutality, to guns on the street. The problems we face are complex and interconnected. Clear that we cannot solve the challenges alone, nor can we expect any one person or group to have all of the answers, but this is why the new concept is really gaining traction. And I thought I might bring it to you tonight. The Black Church is a special place for me, but understand that when we come together, we bring something that is the new thing that we are now become the catalyst to make this new thing our reality. So because it's gaining traction, it has the power to unite us and help us overcome the challenges that we face today. Now, if you know anything about me, you've heard me say before, you know, together we stand, divided we fall, and with love we can conquer it all. There's no pick, no race, no color, nor creed. It's all about the way that we breathe, the way that we move, and we have our being. And our children, that's what they need to be saying. So together we stand, divided we fall has been around for centuries, but it is true today as it ever was. When we work together, we can achieve great things. We can solve problems that seem insurmountable, and we can create a better world for ourselves and for future generations. Love knows no bounds. It doesn't discriminate based on race, color, or creed. Love is the universal language that binds us all together. And when we approach each other with love and respect, we can and will break down barriers and build bridges between people of all generations and from different communities. We all have our unique strengths and talents, and when we come together, we can combine those strengths and talents to achieve even greater things. We can learn from each other, support each other, and lift each other up. 
Our children need to see this. They need to know and see us work together, despite our differences, to achieve common goals. They need to see that the love and respect can overcome hate and division. As human beings, we are wired to be influenced by the power of words. From the stories that we tell to the way that we communicate with each other, words are an incredible, powerful tool that can be used to persuade, inspire, and motivate. Now, y'all know this is D-Block Church. So because it's D-Block Church, I wanted to try to keep it almost into the realms of you don't have to be in the four walls of your building to call it church, but you can be anywhere and everywhere to be so it can become your sanctuary, you know? So today I want to use the power of words to make a point about the importance of taking action and standing up for what we believe in. And I'm going to use the Bible. I'm going to come from Isaiah chapter 23, verses 3 through 13, as the source of the inspiration. Now, in the message, Prophet Isaiah is speaking out against the city of Tyre and a wealthy and powerful trading hub that, you know, has grown arrogant and corrupt. Isaiah paints the picture of the city that has become complacent, relying on the wealth and power to protect it from the threat that might come its way. Now, I ain't going to tell you, don't say it out loud, but do you know any cities like that? Can can you think of any? <laughs> but as as I read on, you see that Tyree's wealth and power were not enough to actually save them from the destruction. So what Isaiah prophesied that the city will be brought down and brought low by its enemies and that its once great splendor will be forgiven. And the message of his passages was clear. Even the most powerful and wealthy cities are not invincible, no matter how much money or influence we have. Now, think about it because, you know, we live in a very powerful city. But this is a sobering reminder of the fragility of human experience and existence. And it serves to call the actions for those of us who stand up against the the oppression and things that we don't that we don't like the injustices that we see. So I I know I heard somebody they like what for for what what you say fragility not fertility fragility right so what is that? Well I looked it up and I I went to Chat GPT because I wanted to know you know everybody talking about this Chat GPT so I wanted to see if Chat GPT could work for me. And what he told me was the word fragility reverts to the quality of being easily breakable and delicate. When something is fragile, it's vulnerable and being damaged or broken, often by even slight or unexpected forces. This term can also be used metamorphically to describe systems, structures, and situations that are susceptible to collapse or failure when exposed to stress or pressure. In the context of the argument presented earlier, the word fragility was used to describe the vulnerability of even the most powerful and wealthy cities to destruction and change. So the power of words is a crucial tool in all of the fight. So in order to persuade others to take action, you must use language that, you know, both powerful and persuasive. That's why I chose stronger 
together. Now, don't forget, if you're out there and you want to add in and you want to join in, you can 319-527-6091. And if you press 1, it'll cue the board. And then when you get the beep, it'll be your turn to speak. So stronger together. One of the powerful examples of the concept of stronger together in action can be seen in the response to the COVID-19 pandemic. When the virus first emerged, it quickly became clear that it was a threat to all of us, regardless of our backgrounds or beliefs. Government scientists and citizens from around the world came together to share information, develop vaccines, and implement policies to slow the spread of the virus. Despite the challenges, we have made tremendous progress in the relatively short period of time, thanks to a large part in the spirit of cooperation and collaboration that has been fostered around the world. And of course, the concept of Stronger Together is not just about responding to the crisis like a COVID-19 pandemic. It's the guiding principle that can help us solve a wide range of problems, from economic inequality to climate change to social justice. By coming together and working as one, we can and will create this better world for ourselves and for future generations. But how do you make that happen? The first thing we need to do is we need to start and acknowledge our shared humanity. We need to recognize that despite our differences, we have the same basic needs and desires, you know, like the need of food, shelter, and safety, and then the desire to be loved, to belong, and the meaning. Because by focusing on what unites us rather than what divides us, we can build a more just and equitable society. We can also work to overcome the systemic barriers that have historically divided us. This means addressing issues like structural racism, economic inequality, and political polarization. By working to dismantle our barriers, we can create a more inclusive society that values diversity and welcomes people from all walks of life. Yes, I say all walks, not some. Not not the people that look like you, think like you, and, and, and live like you, but all walks. Because in, today, in today's world, it's almost like really too easy to focus on all of our differences and the things that separate us from one another, whether it's our political belief or our cultural background or our economic status, we often find ourselves eyes with those who do not share the values and views and experiences that we have. And yet, at the same time, we face the same complex problems that require us to come together and work as one in order to solve them. So it is in the context that we came up with the concept of stronger together, and it has emerged as a powerful idea that has the powerful to, that power and the potential to mend our broken world. Because at its core, stronger together is a simple idea, and it's believed that when we come together, we can achieve more than we ever could on our own. It's like the recognition that we all are connected and that our hates are like 
the fates of our lives are intertwined. God made all of us for a reason, for a purpose. And when we link in with that purpose, we find out that someone else has another purpose that is linked into your purpose. And, you know, it kind of like is a big well-oiled machine because it becomes the understanding that when we have problems, we face them. And none of the problems that we face are too big for any one person or group to really solve. So we must do them together because that's what Stronger Together is about. And while the idea of Stronger Together is simple, putting it into practice, it really can be very difficult. Our world is marked by deep division and entrenched interests that makes it hard to find common goals. We are bombarded with messages that seek to divide us and pit us against one another. We're taught to fear those who are different from us rather than embrace them. So how is it that we're supposed to overcome these obstacles and embrace the concept of stronger together? I'm glad you asked, because the first thing you need to do is recognize that we all have something to contribute. And that is the best part about it, because they're all different. We all have differences, and the difference can end up becoming the glue that holds all of the things together, rather than divide us. When we come together and pull our resources and talents, we can accomplish amazing things. So you remember I said in the Bible, it does say that we are all parts of, we are many parts of one body. Got me? So if we have a little bit more time, I'll talk about that at the end. But another thing that you want to think about is to approach one another with empathy and respect. We need to listen to each other and try to understand each other's perspectives. We also must recognize that our experiences are shaped by a wide range of factors, from our upbringing to our social economic status, all the way down to our cultural backgrounds. By acknowledging these differences, we can begin to build bridges between many different peoples from all kinds of communities. Now, the other day I was watching, what was it? I was watching FX, the TV series called Dear Mama. And it was about the life of Tupac Shakur. And from what I remember, that there was a lot of controversy dealing just with who he was, you know, how he how he always spoke up against different things. And listening to what they were saying, it seemed to me that we are actually still being plagued with the same issues from that time. And then I thought we should really incorporate that into Stronger Together so we can have real-time conversations with real-time people. And it really will start the conversations that lead to solutions that can end police brutality, poverty, violence, you know, you name it. And these issues continue to plague the community, and it's important that we work together to find solutions and create positive change. Now, the initiative Stronger Together, think about it. It's a great way to bring different generations together and foster understanding and collaboration. When we work together across generations, we can learn from one another's experiences and perspectives and bring a diversity of ideas and solutions to the table. By building strong, inclusive communities where everyone feels valued and supported, we can create a brighter future for all of us. So because of because of the fact that Tupac has been gone for almost for over 20 years now. Let's see who Tupac Core really was. 
Tupac, Tupac Amaro Shakur was born on June 16, 1971 in East Harlem, New York. His parents were both members of the Black Panther Party, and that was a revolutionary socialist organization that advocated for black liberation and self-defense against police brutality. So as a child, Tupac, Tupac moved frequently with his family, and he experienced poverty and violence throughout his upbringing. Now, despite these challenges, he showed a talent for the arts and poetry and acting, and he began to perform in local theaters productions as a teenager. Now, we are dealing with kids right now that maybe don't have the potential to, or I shouldn't say the potential, but have the ability to see the theater. You know, and given opportunities to do different things says that children can and will flourish. Now, throughout Tupac's career, he was known for his very controversial and provocative persona. Despite these controversies, Tupac remained a beloved and influential figure in the hip-hop community, and his music and message continues to resonate with fans around the world. Tupac Shakur's famous Thug Life tattoo was one of his most recognizable markings. The tattoo featured the word Thug Life in bold letters across his abdomen. And according to Tupac himself, the meaning behind the phrase was multifaceted. One, on one level, it represented his belief in living life to the fullest and not being afraid to take risks. He saw himself as a rebel and as an outsider. And he was really trying to embrace the identity, and he did embrace the identity as the way to connect with others who felt similarly, you know, marginalized and oppressed. And at the same time, Tupac used the phrase thug life to speak out against the injustices he saw around him. He saw himself as a voice for the voiceless and an advocate for those who had been left behind by society. By embracing his identity as a thug, he was reclaiming the term that had been used to denigrate and dehumanize black men in particular and turn it into a symbol of pride and resistance. Remember, I said in the beginning this, that words are powerful and, po- and words have the power to create change. So I can tell you all now that Tupac would have definitely been a member of D-Block Church, and he definitely would have been one of God's goons out here working together, saving God's kingdom. Now, if you just joined me tonight, we're sitting here and we're talking about stronger together, and we are stronger together. And with the way that the world is going right now, everyone has an idea. Well, no, some people don't even have an idea. Some people are just completely lost. Some people have thrown in the towel and others don't know where to begin. I'm here to tell you that no matter what it is, you can't throw in the towel because if you peek through the back of the book, we win. So we might look like it's we it might look like it's losing right now, but the point the point of the fact is that we win. So because we win, there's a there's a place that you need to go in that. You need to grab that. It's like a thug life, you know. You need to grab that. You need to sit in that, sit in that pocket, and know that no matter what comes your way, God got it. No matter what it looks like, God got it. No matter what the doctor says, God got it. No matter what the report 
is all about. God got it, even if it is bad right now. Sometimes you got to go through the valley so you can understand what's going on so you can make it to the top. You know, a lot of people don't understand how that thing kind of works. But when we realize that we are stronger together, there's nothing that we won't be able to do. So back to this Thug Life tattoo. Now, Thug Life was actually an acronym that Tupac created, and it stood for the hate you give little infants, everyone. And it's weird because the more and more and more I hear it, the more and more and more I see it, the more and more I understand a little bit clearer of why we're going through what we're going through in today's society. Because the people that are being the perpetrators and, you know, the the people that are looking like they are just menaces to society, if we look back and we track their childhood, we then have to ask the question was how did their childhood go? Because if they were already born into poverty, born into the struggle, born into the rat race of, you know, only thing I'm supposed to do is have babies and get a check or be on drugs or sell drugs, you know, if if this is what they've got from the beginning, time they get older, which they're older now, we do feel like we're being effed. Excuse me for saying it like that, but it does seem like you're being effed. And really what the phrase reflected on with Tupac in a cycle of violence and oppression in society is perpetrated by the mistreatment and neglect of young people, especially those who were born into poverty and marginalized communities. He saw the struggle of these young people and and embodied the large social issues, and he believed that by empowering and uplifting them, he could create positive change for everyone. Tupac was known for speaking out against the negative destruction and the different forces that were holding people back in society, including jealousy and recklessness. And many of his lyrics, the like in interviews, he urged his listeners to reject their behavior and embrace more positive and constructive situations. Like, for example, in his song Changes, Tupac says that, what, we got to make a change. It's time to use, it's time for us as a people to use, to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat. Let's change the way we live. Let's try to make ends meet and see positive things for the future. Like, so he was he was always trying to teach us something in the lyric because in Keep Your Head Up, he encourages women to be strong and self-sufficient and to reject the negative attitudes and behaviors that can hold women back. So it's important to remember that Tupac's lyrics and messages were often complex and layered and they reflected on many challenges and contradictions that he faced in his own life. While he certainly spoke out against negative attitudes like jealousy and recklessness, he also acknowledged the reality of violence and poverty in his community and the difficulties, choices that people sometimes face in those circumstances. Now, at the same time, addiction is a very horrible thing to have to deal with, but then to have children in the addiction is even harder. 
So at his core, Tupac was committed to using his voice and his platform to promote positive change and uplift those who had been left behind by society. After Tupac himself actually said, I'm not saying that I'm going to change the world, but I can guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change the world. And that's powerful. And if I believe that if Tupac was alive today, he'd still be working tirelessly to address these issues through his music, his activism, and his philanthropic and his starting stuff. Excuse me. <laughs> he would likely be speaking out against police brutality, advocating for reforms in the criminal justice system, and supporting community-based programs that aim to reduce violence and promote positive change. And and I believe that he would do all of that, but then at the same time, he would be emphasizing the importance of personal responsibility and self-empowerment. He would definitely believe that the changes begin with each of you and each of us, and that we all have the power to make a positive difference in our own lives and in the lives of others. And if we work together, and recognize that our shared humanity, we can create a more just and equitable society for all. Do you know what Stronger Together looks like? We need to recognize that we have problems, and when we face them, we are not facing them alone. They're not the last thing that we're going to see. So all of our problems, no matter how great or small, they will all be put in a category where it's over, where it's defeated. We've made it. So whatever the challenge is, from climate change, poverty, inequality, there are solutions to all of them if we are willing to work together and think collectively and creatively. By coming together and sharing our knowledge and resources, we can make progress on even the most difficult challenges. And in order to truly embrace the concept of stronger together, we need to make it a central part of our individual and collective identity. This means recognizing that we all have a role to play in creating a better world and that our actions and choices have the impact on those around us. It means putting aside our differences and working towards a common goal, even when it is difficult or uncomfortable. And ultimately, the concept of Stronger Together is about recognizing the power of collaboration and the potential that exists when we come together as one. It's about recognizing that we all are part of a larger whole and that our collective well-being depends on the ability to work together and support each other. So let's embrace the idea and put it into practice in our daily lives. Let's Reach out to those, you know, who are different from you. Listen to their stories and try to understand their perspectives. Let us work together to address the challenges that we face and to create a more unjust, equitable world for all. Together we stand, divided we fall. But with love, compassion, and a commitment to collaboration, we can and will conquer any obstacle and build brighter futures for ourselves and for generations to come. Now, what I mean by stronger together is a concept that the first thing you need to do is just think. 
when was the last time you tried to do something or you needed to do something or you had to do something and you looked around and there was no one to help you? You had to do it all by yourself. Whether it was, I remember cleaning up. I used to hate having to clean up. And for six years, my little brother didn't, I was, I was a, uh, with, I was the only child for six years. So I remember what cleanup looked like six years before, you know, for them six years, because it was you clean it up and I cleaned up everything by myself. I wasn't doing anything different and I had nobody to help me. But then all of a sudden, when I had to clean up and do the house toys and all that kind of stuff, it became easier because now I got a brother. You know, now it's not just me. And we became stronger together. That's one example. Think about if I was to slap you, you know, with my fingers, with my hand open, it's like my hand would sting. Your face would probably sting, but my hand would sting. And it would be like, wow. But if I had them balled up in a fist, like together, it would be a stronger hit. It would actually be a fist on your chin. You know what I mean? Like it would be a pow, knock you out type of thing. So if you think stronger together, think of all of the things that we've been dealing with for the last, what, 10 years? There have been so many things that have called us to come together. And when we come together, we end up being stronger just because we've done it. Now, I know that somebody's out there is listening to me and they're like, well, I don't know about this stronger thing. And, you know, I mean, I'm by myself. I got my own stuff. I got my mind, you know, like everything I do is good. I don't need anybody else. I, you know, as I, I, other people bring other problems, you know, so there's, there's a whole group of person out there that decides that they want to do everything by themselves because they don't want to be bothered with other people or, you know, we, you do know that's the devil. Um, or you believe that people slow you down from whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing. So you'd rather do it by yourself and leave everyone else behind. That's, there's a way that you can go to the restaurant and if you wanted to take over a section, You'd have to do it together. Like, you'd have to have a group of you that say, okay, we want this area back here. Because if it's just one or two of you, you're not going to be able to, you know, make any kind of leeway in in that establishment. But come in there 50 deep, you know, come in there busload ready. You're definitely going to be stronger together. So, yeah, I gave you an uh, the basic of how simple it is to come together, but yet we make it so, so hard. And the reason why I believe that we make it so, so hard is because we have a, we have a way of not wanting to come together when it comes to Christ. And to me, I believe that that was the biggest trick of the enemy to keep us from uniting and coming together strong, and that's why we're here. That's what we're all about. That's why we're speaking up on it, and that's why I won't let it go until 
all of us are standing hand in hand, you know. Now, we might not be singing We Shall Overcome. We might have to sing another song, but you get my point. We'll be doing something in that manner because the one thing that we we really need to do it for ourselves, but our children need to see it more than ever because they really do need to know that the way that we live today is not what their future looks like, is not where their tomorrow should be. They shouldn't even want to be there. They should want to know people that are different. They should want to know about them. They should want to know what they do and how they do it. And it should be a vice versa thing. No group is privy to the information. No group is without this information. Everyone has the ability to be touched by something, and we will all be stronger together. So when it comes down to the church, you know, now I'm a member of a very large church, and because of the fact that it's over like 40,000 members, it's there's a lot of people, but we might not be together, if you understand. Like we're there on Sunday or we're there however we, however we have church, through virtual or whatever the case may be. But everyone might not know each other. But if you get into a ministry, like, well, what the church does is they break it down into biblical houses. So from your biblical house, you have, you have the people that are in your biblical house, you know. So that kind of that kind of hooks you up with the deacon, you know, to make sure that if you needed to contact somebody for church or whatever or get information from something that's going on in the building, that's how they do that. They pull them out and put them into the cluster, like wherever you in your spiritual house. But there's a smaller group that is what a lot of people go into, and that's like the different particular ministries. So now because it's a ministry, it's a lot smaller Core, it's like a smaller unit of people, but what ends up happening is there's meetings and there's activities and there's practices and there's rehearsals. And then what happens is you build, you build the relationship from where you are. So when you look back at it, you turn back around and you'll see yourself laughing and joking and feeling the other person's pain. So if the person is crying, you feel their pain, but then you realize that that is what she meant by stronger together. And everything and anything that you could be going through, trust me when I tell you, if there was somebody there with you, you're not going through it the way that you would go through it if you were alone. And that's why when it comes down to being alone, you know, they say you are never alone because Christ is always with you. You know, God is God is there to, to guide you, be there, protect you the whole nine. But when it comes down to actually walking this thing out, when it comes down to actually knowing what you know, speaking to who you need to speak to, getting in the rooms and getting in the places where you need to be, then you're looking at Christ. You're looking at Jesus. That is God on earth, wrapped in flesh, walked in, born by, you know, born to a virgin mother and basically walked a life for 33 years, and then and that has become the example of what it looks like to be stronger together. And it's funny because when you look at Christ, you look at the walk, you look at what he did, how he did it. He grabbed 
12 people from all different walks of life and was like, come with me, <laughs> you know, come with me. Why, why don't you, you know, be that there, come with me. Now, the people that were coming didn't actually know where they were coming. So you got to think about the fact that if you're willing to give up the individual of who you are to become a part of a group of people, you become stronger together. And that is why we give you an opportunity to join in with the people, to receive a call of salvation that says that you basically to join the kingdom. You want to come in so that you can be stronger together because out there as an individual, it is just you. When you come and you join in with the rest of the group, you join in with a powerful team and that team just gets stronger together. So what we do at Purpose Kingdom Network every show, we offer the call of salvation. But I've had a lot of people that come to me and they're confused about the difference. Like there's a difference between the call of salvation and the gospel of Christ. Like so some people are like, well, ain't that been, they say, do you believe in? Yes, you believe, but what is it that you believe in? So the way that the call works, excuse me, is that, there's a message of salvation and forgiveness and it comes to you through the faith in Jesus. The gospel is basically the message of Christianity and is rooted in what Jesus did, which is the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So the call of salvation, it refers to an invitation. It's personal to receive the gospel and to respond to it by message, by accepting Christ Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The call is also an opportunity for individuals to turn from their sin and receive the gift of salvation through faith in Jesus. The call is a personal invitation, and each individual will receive the blessing of the gospel in a different way. So in essence, basically, the gospel is the message while the call is the actual invitation. So understand that the message is Christ was born, Christ walked, Christ was sent to Calvary, Christ was put on a cross, Christ died on the cross, Christ was put in a tomb, and then three days later he got up. That's the gospel. The call of salvation says that he is here for you. And if you are one that wants him to be in your life, then you are the person that I'm speaking to. Like, have you ever been lost or separated from God? And you feel like the weight of your sin and you know that there's nothing or there's something that is really missing in your life? The good news is that Jesus died on the cross for the sins and rose from the dead to offer you forgiveness and a new life. Right now, You can receive the gift of salvation by turning from your sin and putting your faith in Jesus as the Lord and Savior. So won't you take this opportunity with me tonight to ask him to be the center of your life and experience the joy and peace that comes from knowing him. And 
If you're out there tonight and you are listening and this is you, please repeat after me. Dear God, I come to you today acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again to offer me the gift of salvation. I turn from my sins and put my faith in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and for extending the call of salvation to me. I receive the gift of salvation and the new life that comes with it. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the strength to follow you every day. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you said the prayer, if you said the prayer, then they say that you need to tell somebody. Um, you can call them, you can text them, you can tell your neighbor, you can yell it out the window. Actually, you can let anybody and everyone know that you just received the call of Christ. Now, first thing I will tell you is don't think that all your, you know, all your pains is gone, all your ailments is out, everything that you've done, you've now got a clean slate. But it doesn't say that life is about to be great. It doesn't say that the devil is not going to be mad. Actually, the devil is going to be pissed. I'm going to keep it all the way real because this is the block church. You do know if you just made that call of salvation, you done made the devil mad. Especially if he was good at being bad, the devil is definitely mad. What does that say? That says hook up with Purpose Kingdom Network. Keep involved. Stay connected. Like I said, every night there's a different show. And... You definitely want to acknowledge the fact that you received the call. Acknowledge the fact that you love the Lord. And acknowledge the fact that you just want to do better than you did yesterday. And understand that you can't do it by yourself. Why? Because we are stronger together. Brother Rob? Yes. I'm here, and uh, great show, Minister Allen. <clears throat> uh, I hope everybody appreciate the word that was brought forth tonight and um, excellent presentation and a uh, great show. So real quickly, I'll go into the announcements. This is a product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And uh, we'd like to thank those that share with their friends and family members. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we broadcast it live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you can press the number one. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. From there, you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we make uh, major announcements on that social media pages, as well as the other ones we have, as well as uh, Instagram and Twitter, which were under purpose underscore kingdom. Okay. Also, don't forget that we do have a uh, radio network, which is PKN.com, where you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration. Also, if you want to uh, correspond with us via email, you can email us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com, where you can see your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. Uh, and uh, also, uh, if you're in need of a Bible, leave your contact information 
and we'll see about getting you a Bible. Also, uh, if you're interested in a Christian game show, just leave your contact information as well, and we'll contact you. Okay? And with God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for our special presentation of Purpose Kingdom Network. And once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for a special presentation of Purpose Kingdom Network. Okay, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to hand the show back over to Minister Allen. And by the way, great show. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I just want to let everyone know that what we're doing at Purpose Kingdom Network is it's not for us. It's actually for you. The blessing of it is, like I said, we're going to be celebrating seven years. And coming into it, you would have never thought that we'd have ever made it seven. But the reason why we're here is so that we can really become stronger together. So we can understand what it is that God is calling us to do and understand that we're all different. Everyone is different, but we all do come together. So if I was to leave you with anything, it would be the concept of stronger together. And let's work together to create this world that is more just, more equitable, and more compassionate. Let's stand together and show the world that love and unity are way more powerful than hate and division. And always remember, together we stand, divided we fall. With love, we will conquer it all. There's no pick, no race, no color, nor creed. It's all found in the way that we breathe, the way that we move and we have our being. And this is the only thing that our children need to be seen. Think about it. Run it across some people tomorrow. You know, just have regular conversation. You know, I heard this girl the other day, and she was talking about coming together. It was kind of weird. Like some people ask, like, how do you do it? What do you What are you thinking? In 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 all actuality, there's this stronger together is a ten week program that I put together so that we can go all over the world and actually hand by hand take you to the point where you will be friends, like in the workplace. Think about all the people that are different for you in the workplace, but you never have a place and space to actually come together and do something. Well, Stronger Together is going to be a program like that. So if you have prayer in your heart, I'm asking you to pray that Stronger Together will become something that is powerful and definitely household type name you know everyone's trying to work it out everyone's trying to do something together and it's all so that god can be glorified so as i was saying on my other show god god goons we out here we're working together and we are saving god's kingdom the question is are you with me i will see you next week for another edition of god god goons and uh don't forget, check out the archives and make sure you're here tomorrow to hear the show. That's that's how that works. I think I'm out. Love you. Um, you know, God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Good night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free.
will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. Baby, I 